Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. How much do you know about tongue tie and what it can do to your baby or how it might affect them? 3% of babies have tongue tie, yet increasing numbers are going under the knife for tongue tie surgery. But is this necessary and how does tongue tie affect the daily lives of parents? Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko is a GP based in Sydney and she joins us now. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Siobhan. Okay, so let's start with the very beginning. Yes. Uh, what is tongue tie and how does it happen? Yes, so we all know underneath our tongue there's that little sort of layer of tissue um, and we call that the lingual frenulum. <laughs> I love it when you bring your big words <laughs> oh, into I the know, studio. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and basically, um, we, we like a tongue that's mobile and free. Um, tongue tie is when that bit of the lingual frenulum is a little tighter or a lot tighter and it can affect mainly in those early initial stages, feeding, whether it's bottle feeding or breastfeeding. Um, And so that's when we start getting worried. But not all tongue tie requires intervention. I think that's really important to stress. There is a range of opinion out there and a range of experience. But the bottom line really, um, from my experience and knowledge, is that you don't need to do anything about a tighter layer of lingual frenulum under the tongue unless it is causing issues with feeding. So if we're talking, say, breastfeeding, um, so basically if there are issues with um, baby thriving, with baby gaining weight, with passing of bowel motions that you put through not getting enough intake, with mother's breast becoming sore, nipples, issues, etc., then you definitely want to start thinking, okay, let's have a look. And we should be doing that at the six-week check. It should be done before leaving the hospital or by the midwives um, or paediatrician anyway very early on. But let's check the tongue and just make sure we don't find that the tongue is less mobile um, and that lingual frenulum is not too tight. But if, you know, you do those checks anyway, and even if it feels a little tight, but there seems to be good movement, it's not deformed, um, you know, on looking at the tongue and there's good feeding going on and you're not worried and the breasts are fine and mum's going fine, then you really wouldn't do anything. I mean, yes, checking back in is always worthwhile and certainly parents, caregivers, if they're worried, should always get things checked out. You can engage the GP, a lactation consultant, paediatrician, but first point of call definitely can be a GP, but if you've already seen a lactation consultant engage them as well but you certainly don't need to intervene unless it's causing issue. Is it something that is missed? I I mean I have heard of people saying that they had their child checked for tongue tie and then finding months later after struggling through feeding that it was something missed when they took them the first time. Is there any way of finding someone who is a, a specialist in that area? There's no exact specialist and yet it can be missed. It can because it's a little bit subjective, I suppose, when you think about it, you know, how tight is too tight. And that's why it's really if it's causing symptoms. So I suppose empowering mothers and caregivers that if there are feeding issues and other issues relating to thriving to know, okay, let's check out whether it's lactation consultant, um, whether it's GP or paediatrician, 
this tongue tie and ask about it. But yeah, look, it, it could potentially it could potentially be missed because a doctor or other health professional might say, well, it's not so bad. There's good movement there. Um, and then later on, tongue tie has been blamed for issues. But maybe that's not accurate. It's a, it is a bit of a grey zone. I think you do have to trust your instinct, get a second opinion. There's no specific specialist. It's the sort of main three that I've mentioned, midwives as well that are experienced. Um, but I think if you go and proceed to the tongue tie, you want to, um, the, the release, uh, which is really a little snip, and um, certainly no anaesthetic is used in those first four months if it's picked up early, um, then you want to, you know, make sure that it's the right procedure and make sure you're going to someone who's done these procedures before. And in light of a celebrity who had a bit of an, an issue with that recently, I mean, things can go wrong if their anatomy is a bit different to very vascular area in the mouth shouldn't be around the lingual frenulum but occasionally a vessel is there um you know you want to be near equipment that can help you if something goes wrong something goes wrong it's very rare but still you need to be in entrusted and safe hands and knowing it's indicated so who does the operation so it could be a variety. It depends where you're located, whether you're city, whether you're, you know, regional and country. GPs can do it. Some won't. I tend not to. I work in the city environment. Yes, I can do it. But I think, oh, you know, we, we do have equipment. We're not far from a hospital, but... I personally tend not to, but like I said, it's an extremely simple procedure. Even very experienced nurses can do it. Um, some lactation consultants might even do it, paediatricians, and some surgeons do it. So there are general surgeons out there, often, not all of them, but some of them that are, you know, being very experienced and are tailoring down their hours, and they'll do, you know, they'll do some circumcisions and they'll do the tongue tie procedures. So there's some general surgeons as well. But again, See your GP, have a chat about it, get them to have an examination, and then you can talk about various professionals who can help out. Um, I have heard that it's more common in boys. Is that true? Slightly. It is slightly true, and there might be a genetic tendency to run in families, but it certainly can happen in either gender. And so really um, the only time that you would be concerned about tongue tie is if it's causing problems with you breastfeeding. Is it ever likely to not be a problem during breastfeeding, but possibly a problem when they're onto solids? Potentially. Um, not, not so much really, I suppose, the food though, I'd say my experience anyway, but potentially, and it's a grey zone again, but with speaking uh-huh, yep. So, um, you know, it might have been fine with feeding for whatever reason. And then, you know, there's some issues with speech um, and you'll go hopefully see the GP and a speech pathologist um, and it possibly could be picked up then and then it would be later and it becomes a little bit more of a specialist, you know, intervention then. Um, but again, it, it, it's controversial whether a tongue tie does contribute to issues with speech. So it's a very individual, personalised thing. But again, you know, being armed with a little bit of extra knowledge, being armed with knowing to ask those questions of your health professional is important. So apparently the number of Australian babies having surgery for tongue ties has quadrupled 
in the past decade, which sounds like a lot. Um, is that perhaps because they're being overdiagnosed, overdiagnosed, sent to surgery too soon without what those checks and balances you were talking about in terms of movement and whether it's actually a problem? Oh, you give me a tricky question, Siobhan. <laughs> be careful what I say. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, you know, it's not my unique area of specialty to comment upon the real statistics and numbers. However, I would suggest that, yes, some of those procedures possibly wouldn't have been indicated. So they wouldn't need it is what you mean? Yeah. Oh, it's tough, isn't it? Mm. Um, Okay. Well, in summary, really what you're saying is uh, tongue tight. It might not be a problem. It's only a problem if you're feeling it yourself, seeing it problems in your child. So you don't have to worry about it. And if you are, go to your GP. That's right. If you notice a deformity as well of the tongue, definitely, again, you go to your GP. Yeah. Okay. Alicia, (laughs) thank you for your time today. Thanks for having me. That was Dr. Alicia Thornton-Benko. She's a GP based in Sydney. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.